As we know, when trauma occurs, it moves us from our instinctive place of connecting to others, connecting to ourselves, connecting to God, and it moves us into a place of disconnect. And it's chronic, and it feels like it'll never go away. It's scary. We feel lost, all that stuff. And so we are living in a state of disconnection because of trauma. And when you walk into an arena with an animal, a very large, breathing, autonomous being that depends on connection. They have to have connection to their herd, to others. Something is going to happen. And so it horses have a way of literally showing us what it feels like to be connected again, especially when the majority of folks that, that have gone through trauma, other humans are involved. On this week's episode, we brought on the incredible therapist and director of Adventure and Equine at Onsite, Megan Repass, to help us better understand equine therapy. She shares what an innovative modality can teach us about ourselves and how we relate to others. And we also dabble into her passion for spirituality and helping clients navigate that in conjunction with nature and equine. Christopher, what did you think of this episode? This episode was really fun for me. I feel like I need to make a commitment to to do equine. To do equine therapy now, yes. Yeah, but ultimately, you know, Megan is really in tune with the, you know, understanding the the power of these types mm-hmm. of therapies. And I think for anyone that had any questions, I think this will give clarity. Um, it's a really important piece to what Milestones has to offer. Yeah, I think it's one of the differentiating and unique factors about Milestones. And so I love that Megan gave us such a really beautiful picture of it. Um, how many of our modalities that we've talked about in this series have you not done or not partaken in? Yeah, um, that's a good question. So I've definitely done some of our adventure activities, but Mm -hmm. I think for the ones that would just be out there for me to experience, I think spending time with the horses is the biggest. Yeah. All right. Well, help us uh, explore this topic on treating trauma. Welcome to the Treating Trauma Podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie Vogt. And I'm your host, Christopher O'Reilly. Join us for a limited series of conversations with trauma experts and world-class clinicians for Milestones, a -a one-of-a-kind, holistic, and specialized residential trauma treatment experience. Together, we'll explore how unresolved trauma from our past can disrupt and block us from being the person we want to be. Welcome, Megan. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I am particularly excited to chat with you because I think you bring such a really unique and beautiful lens to the work that you get to do. So um, before we get started, can you kind of just give us an overview of how you even got into therapy? Oh, boy. Uh, I would say from a very young age, I think the middle of high school, I always knew that I wanted to take people outside and help them Mm -hmm. in whatever form or fashion that looked like. I mean, it was a very direct calling in my life and I pursued it and started working in the outdoor industry and taking kids uh, on backpacking trips and horse packing trips and being outside and went to grad school and put them together and here I am. That's such a, I don't think I've ever heard that before. You're like, Mm -hmm. I want to be a fireman or I want to be a nurse or, but like, I want to take people outside and help them. Right. But I didn't want to be a therapist or a counselor. All I knew is that I wanted to take people outside Show them the great outdoors. Yeah. It, have experiences that are healing and have it be something beneficial. 
No so worries. did you have some type of those experiences to even have a schema for what that could look like? Totally. But at that time, I didn't know I was having experiences because I thought it was natural to just live outside mm. and play outside. I thought everyone did that. And then when I got to high school, I I went to a high school. It's like 45 minutes from where I lived. Mm-hmm. I'm from a little small farmhouse in the country. And then I go to this all-girls private Catholic high school in this big city. And I was exposed to not everyone goes yeah. outside and plays and so that, I think that was one of like the Kickstarters of, huh, maybe this is something that would be interesting to pursue. And mm-hmm. it has been. But you didn't want to be a therapist. No, did not want to be a therapist. So and now, now I'm very grateful. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm a therapist. <laughs> and I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. yeah. Equine therapist. So you don't want to be a therapist, but now you are. And I think specifically adventure and equine are kind of the two specialties that you lean into the most. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, adventure therapy, wilderness therapy, equine therapy, basically anything that is conducted in an outdoor space. Yeah. So Megan, just for our listeners, could you just kind of now with all of your experience, you know, mm. you talked about what you wanted to do. And now that you're doing it mm-hmm. with a ton of time under your belt, how does being outdoors and how does working with horse, like how does that help people? Oh my goodness, that's a that's a and take that question in any yeah, direction no, you want. Yeah, it's a great question, um, and it's very loaded. There's many answers. Yeah, we can talk for the next ten hours about how being outdoors helps people yeah. from a physiological standpoint of what it does to our brains and you know our blood pressure, our cortisol levels, all that. And being around horses, that's a whole separate question of itself as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what I can say is. I have yet to see it not help someone. No, mm. wait, actually, let me take let me take that back. I have yet to see it be harmful or um, or bring someone more down, if sure. you will. Mm-hmm. Sure. Being in nature, yeah, yeah. Even if they have, if so, if we're outside and we're on a we're on an expedition or an adventure, or we're we're in Montana doing our Montana equine program. Even if they have a a, a bad attitude towards it, mm-hmm. if they stick with it and stay in it and just move one step in front of the other, by the end, they are always grateful. Uh, they have a sense of self-worth that they hadn't had before. Mm-hmm. They have built their resilience. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the adventure at hand. And when we go outside and we give ourselves the experience to be in it, things change. Mm. I don't know if that answered your question at all. Well, I mean, I think good. on a on a broad scale it does, right? Like mm-hmm. because what I heard you say is just there's just a ton of different healing components. And when you for me, like when I think of outdoors, it's just like we limit distractions. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're kind of have the opportunity to be in your body in a natural setting and like can't hide as much in that mm-hmm. kind of arena. Ooh, now you're talking horses. Mm. There you go. You can hide from trees all day long, but you can't hide from a horse. <laughs> Say I more like about that. that. Yeah, well, horses are sentient beings, and their their senses are so much more heightened than most most animals, most mammals, um, than ours even, in terms of their ability to smell, uh, to hear, to feel things. So if I try to hide from a horse, quite literally, they will sense me from miles away. And so when you're around a horse, 
you can try to hide your internal state all day long, but they're going to feel it and spot it from mm. a, a very long distance, which is, which is why it's so helpful to have in a residential program because often our clients come here and they've experienced trauma, mm. complex trauma, and quite often have lost their ability to be present or to truly feel what's going on in their body. Mm-hmm. So they might have dissociation as a survival mechanism. And that's very hard to do around a being that survives on their ability to sense you mm. and feel you. Right. So we can we can try to hide in an office setting in front of our therapist. We can try to hide in you name it. Mm-hmm. You know, the situations are endless, but you can't you can't do that with a horse. And what does that look like when I'm maybe in that kind of posture around a horse yeah. in an equine therapy setting? Yeah, great question. So it's, it looks like when someone shows up to a session and um, they meet their therapist, they, they meet the horses, and they are acting cool, calm, collected. And they got it together. They know what to do. They're metaphorically wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Yet on the inside, they are freaking out, anxious, and you you name it. Mm-hmm the horse is going to pick up on how incongruent that is Mm -hmm. because a horse doesn't speak English. A horse speaks body language and, again, senses. So as you know, we give off different vibes when we're in different states of being or Mm -hmm. states of emotions. Like you can feel when someone's really anxious or you can feel when someone's really angry. Horses can do that times, you know, a million, if you Mm -hmm. will. And so what we always encourage folks to do is however you feel, just show up like that. Mm. It, It it's not that horses don't want you to be afraid. It's just that they can feel when you are. And so you're pretending you're not. Right, yeah. So just be congruent, meaning what you're feeling on the inside, show it on the outside. If you're scared, be scared. If you're mad, be mad. If you're numb, be numb, whatever that is. And, and the horse and you are going to learn how to dance together and partner together in a way that they're going to hopefully help you get back to that place of well-being and and a state of being present, being mindful, being in the moment, and being able to identify what is going on in your Mm. body at all times. It feels like it requires a lot of self-awareness that I don't know that I, you know what I mean? Like I always have because we operate often so disconnected from what we're actually feeling. And so even just, even the exercise of making sure my outsides match my inside without even bringing a horse into it feels like a challenge. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, could you give like an example of what you're talking about? What you're talking about makes total sense that horses, you know, that horses rely on, you know, like they're they're super hyper aware of their surroundings Mm -hmm. and it's necessary for their survival. Um, And so when a human is doing some work with a horse and there is an incongruency like, you say the horse can sense it, but what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Like, what would be an example of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that could look like, it could look like a, the, the client, the human partner is trying to lead the horse or is trying to connect with the horse as in literally asking the horse to walk with them. Mm-hmm. Cause you can use your body language to ask a horse to walk towards you walk next to you and to walk with you and you don't need a halter. You don't need a rope. There's a lot of different terms for that, um, in the natural horse world. But if a client 
is not being authentic with themselves and with the horse, Mm -hmm. the horse can make the decision to not approach, to not walk with them. Or they might be walking and all of a sudden now the horse stops. Or all of a sudden the horse just checks out. And that's for us equine therapists who are experienced in horse communication and, you know, horse behavior. Uh, we, we, are, we are able to observe something just went on in that horse. So, hey, did anything come up in you? Mm. Are your thoughts changing? What are you feeling mm. right now? What just shifted in you over the, the last four seconds? Because all of a sudden the horse is just on a different planet. Yeah. You know, he's, not, he's no longer engaged with you. That's right. And there's always a reason. What's interesting is that that reason may not always be because of the human's behavior. It might be because of the environment. Yeah. Maybe, you know, a um, a wind just picked up and there's a weird scent that's coming through that the horse is trying to check out. It might be because of the horse themselves. The horse might have an abscess or, mm-hmm. you know, have a sinus infection. They're not feeling good. Or it might be the human. Or it's all three combined. Mm-hmm. So it also helps folks who always have the narrative that, Everything that happens externally is because of them. Mm. That everything that's going on around me is because of something that I'm doing or not doing. And horses help us by realizing that the world doesn't revolve around us. Mm-hmm. That sometimes it really is just what's going on in them. Yeah. And so how can we better understand the horse and the horse better understands you so that this relationship can become stronger and you can communicate more effectively together? Yeah. Mm. What an interesting, like I've never done equine myself. What? Uh, that's gonna have to change. I know. I, I was surprised by that. Seriously, wow. but it, but it's like it's so interesting because not only what the horse does could represent something, but it also may not. Meaning, it could be an external circumstance. Mm-hmm. But even just, I don't know. There's just so much to work with in that. Oh, there's mm-hmm. so much. You would not believe the very simple act of a horse pooping in session. That's what they do a lot. All day long. They eat and they poop. That's how they survive. Mm -hmm. That can mean a lot to a client. I bet. Like, oh my gosh, what, you know, what did I do? Do they (laughs) not like me? Are they getting rid of their crap? Whatever that is. Or are they relaxed? Or are they relaxed? Exactly. good with you. Right. I I think (laughs) the the fact that like it could be about me or it's not about me, Mm -hmm. there are so many parallels to relationships. And that's what I've been thinking hearing you say this is how horses can stand in and help us like understand our relationships and how we relate to other people. So mm-hmm. much of what we've talked about on this series has been about how trauma impacts our relationships and our trust of ourselves, our trust of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, we walk into self-protection mode. And so it's interesting kind of what you're, I would love to hear more about that of like, how can equine therapy help do some repair and restorative work around our understanding of ourselves and how we relate to other people? Oh, absolutely. So as we know, when trauma occurs, it moves us from our instinctive place of connecting to others, connecting mm-hmm. to ourselves, connecting to God, and it moves us into a place of disconnect. Mm-hmm. And it's chronic, and it feels like it'll never go away. It's scary. We feel lost, all that stuff. And so we are living in a state of disconnection because of trauma. And when you walk into arena with an animal, a very large, breathing, autonomous being that depends on connection. They have to have connection to their herd, to others. Something is going to happen. And so it horses have a way of literally showing us what it feels like to be connected again, especially mm. when the majority of folks that, that have gone through trauma 
other humans are involved. And so sometimes yeah. we are humaned out and we don't want, we don't want to be around humans. And it's complicated. Or, it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so the horse is sometimes the only door that a, that someone with complex trauma will step through to even be mm. open to feeling what it's like to trust again, mm -hmm. feeling what it's like to communicate again, feeling what it's like to share their story. I mean, there's countless people that we've worked with that they have never told anyone a soul of what really happened to them, except for those, those horses out there. Mm -hmm. Those horses could mm -hmm. write novels and they'll never share it. They're That's really, it. really good at that. You know, they <laughs> carry it. Very right. safe. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Does that, does that answer your question at all? Yeah. That's super, super good. Um, I also think, I just want to hear, like, pull back the curtain for us. How do people respond to, hey, we're going to do equine therapy today <laughs> if they've never been around big animals? Uh, either it's a very sarcastic yeehaw. Okay. Or it's a, I paid a gazillion dollars and you want me to go pet a horse. Or it's, oh my gosh, I love horses. Or it's, do I get to gallop across the field, bareback, all that. Like so, in the moment, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I get to be in a Western movie? Generally, people are open to it because, well, first they already know about it when they come to mm -hmm. onsite, or they at least have seen it. But in my experience, if people haven't done it, they're either super curious mm -hmm. or incredibly scared. Mm. It's it's a very big spectrum. And our job as clinician is first and foremost to ensure safety mm -hmm. in the process, safety within with our horses, with with the people, and and providing them an experience to to walk on that spectrum if you're scared to get to the point of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And they'll, people get out of it what they put into it like anything else. But mm -hmm. what I think is different about equine therapy is that so often clients can show up and they put nothing into the session, but the horse can do so much by just being there mm -hmm. that the client starts to wake up, they start to become more engaged. They start to often subconsciously move metaphorically speaking as in they go deeper yeah. into their story or they go, they go deeper into their feelings in ways that just don't occur in office settings. Mm -hmm. And I struggle to put words to it because it's, it's something that you feel mm -hmm. and it's, it's something that you can't really, you know, it's not tangible. Yeah. I'm with you though at that last point, because sometimes some of the more complicated folks I've worked with, ones that are really struggling, taking a walk, shooting basketball, just moving the body, you're going to get way more than if you're sitting still in an mm -hmm. office sort of mm -hmm. across from one another. Mm -hmm. it, There's, yeah, it's so much to it too because, I mean, I think you said it earlier, but they have a, such a beautiful way of reflecting what's coming up inside of us. Mm -hmm. Like There's a saying that horses are mirrors. Well, they have the ability to reflect what is happening within us, but they're more than a mirror, as in they have their own brains, their own mm -hmm. hearts. They make decisions to trust or not trust. They're humorous. They're playful. They're funny. Mm -hmm. They have their own personalities. And so horses have this unique ability to show us how we really show up in relationships. Mm. And if people go to equine therapy and they walk into these sessions with curiosity and not being defensive, they can learn more about what is it like to be in a relationship with me? Yeah. And the horse is such a gentle, they, they give feedback so 
softly, so usually. <laughs> Sometimes horses can get a little bit, you know, they're just like us. They can get a little, a little cranky. Yeah, a little sassy, grumpy too. But they give us the feedback in a way that is helpful. Mm-hmm. It's not harmful. It's not hurtful. And I don't know, people like hearing it from horses usually more than more than humans. Yeah. I know I do. Yep. Um, I remember when you led our team through equine therapy, it was just a a really profound experience while also being was really it? simple. Oh, good. I don't even remember what we did. Uh, yeah, we just like walked around and tried to get them to move. And one of I re- what I distinctly remember is the people that were the most in tune with themselves, the people that on our team who I would say like they are grounded. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are congruent is a word I would use. There were two mm-hmm. people on our team and they are the people who the horses like trusted the most. Mm-hmm. And I remember even in that moment, like I had performance anxiety coming up and anxiety, like I was like, I have been around horses my whole life and this horse does not like me. What am I doing wrong? But I wasn't being congruent with how I was. Like I was trying to be like, I've got this on lock when really I was then getting nervous. And so it looked so different than I thought it would look and it was really profound. And one of the things I think, one of the misconceptions that someone might have is that just because they have experience with horses, it's going to be, you know, a really easy experience for them or they're not going to get anything out of it. Or can you talk about the type of equine therapy you do? Um, we do equine therapy group sessions on the ground. Okay. But we also have a, a ancillary horsemanship program. So if someone wants to take a riding lesson and learn how to ride, that is an offering as well. Uh, we also do mounted work um, with equine-assisted EMDR. Mm. which is super cool. So the client doesn't have to be on the horse, but they can be on the ground. There's lots of different ways that you can facilitate this. But one way is the client is on the horse and the therapist is in the arena and we are literally doing an EMDR session and the horse is helping facilitate that. The, the um, bilateral, yeah, bilateral movement. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different ways to do that. And it can, it can look, like I said, very different for whatever the client needs, but it's super cool. That's um, super yeah. cool. And sometimes, honestly, like you said, going outside and just brushing a horse. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. I know it's it's therapy for me, but going back to what you said earlier about people with experience, you could have the most horse, ex- horse experience in the world and still gain something. Mm-hmm. Um, the example that I can give, here's a great self-awareness and self-disclosure, is it was actually our equine specialist here. She's my riding partner and a good friend, and she pointed this out, and she is so right. Working here at OnSite, with, when I am with our herd and our horses, I am so confident. I know what I'm doing. I know who I am. I show up with my true self. I mean, I am aligned with everything in me. When I go to work with my own personal horse at my farm, it is opposite. It is the weirdest thing. I, I lose my confidence. I question myself. I doubt myself. My self-narrative, like the, that negative thinking, thinking comes up. And so it just goes to show you that, and my horse is so gentle and loving, and he, he reminds me every time yeah. that it doesn't matter where we're at in life. We can always have, we can always learn more. Mm-hmm. We can always grow and change. And I, I just think that's a good example of, you don't have to have the experience or if you do, there's still things even. we can improve. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Really it's, funny. it's interesting to say the least. Sometimes I avoid my horse. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's going to tell me all the things. Yeah. I don't want to hear the things. Yeah. I don't want to hear the things. Thanks. But getting better there is helping me get better here and vice versa.
Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Treating Trauma Podcast. We love getting to serve you with this resource. At Onsite, we believe that emotional health is not just something you need, it's something you deserve. But we also know that prioritizing emotional health often feels overcomplicated and unattainable. That's why we've created our digital resources designed to meet you right where you are. Taken from the comfort of your own space, these courses offer practical application and immersive learning. Our online courses and masterclasses are designed to fit into your life and bring you accessible, affordable, and approachable mental and emotional health and healing. We've got classes about trauma, emotions, grief, narcissism, community, anxiety, and coming this fall, both boundaries and shame. As a part of your digital resources, you also gain access to our exclusive online community full of like-minded people on a journey towards wellness. Check out our digital resources at onsiteisonline.com. And as a podcast listener, you can get 15% off your purchase when you use the code TREATINGTRAUMA. Just head to onsiteisonline.com. Um, how often are people doing equine therapy at Milestone? So once a week is in the program. If they want mm-hmm. to do more than that, they can sign up for an individual equine session or horsemanship. Megan, just are we missing any big components of the yeah. equine experience experience for the Milestones clients that would be important for those that are curious, that are listening? Mm. Good question. A horse's number one priority is safety. Mm. That is also a human's. And so how does that play out as someone who doesn't feel a lot of safety within myself? How do I then, I would imagine that they would be then confronted pretty drastically while being with the horse that may not make them feel safe either. Right. All that. Yes. Good point. Yeah. Someone's important to know is it is our job to help your comfort zone expand Mm. and to help guide you into your stretch zone, if you will, Mm -hmm. but never into the panic. And so- you can get just as much out of equine therapy if you sit and observe. You don't have to go into the arena. You don't have to go into the pasture. You can stay in a chair and watch or just be around horses. They can be on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people have trauma from horses or animals or they might be allergic. Mm-hmm. It, it, we can go into the science of how being around them actually helps us internally because a horse's natural uh, – resting heart rate is so much lower than ours and their heart is like three to four times bigger than ours. And so if you look into just heart math, they have an ability to set a base tone when we're around them that literally brings us into a much calmer state. It's mm-hmm. kind of, they've, they've done a lot of research um, over the last couple of decades of why are people drawn to horses, especially little kids, they just run to them. Mm-hmm. They don't care that they're these huge massive animals that can you know run over them. And a lot of what the research is showing is that because when we leave the presence of a horse, everything inside slows down, Mm. which is fascinating. So I think a really important Mm. thing to note is that there's lots of different ways to get the benefits of equine therapy and you don't have to be, you know, in the arena with them, Mm -hmm. riding, leading, whatever that is. Yeah. Makes sense. How does someone find an equine therapist? I think that's something that's intriguing to me. Like uh-huh. if I want this to be a 
part of my outpatient, yeah, you know, experience or collect. Oh, what's the word I would want to use? My outpatient continuing, yeah, continuing care, care or yeah, yeah, or maybe they'll never come to milestones, or maybe right, they're not. Right. It's not the right time right now. Like, how can equine therapy right. come so, alongside other modalities? I'll be honest, in my experience, it's not the easiest thing to find. Yeah. Because you can type in equine, like type in equine, equine therapy in Nashville, and you're going to come up with a gazillion results of horse barns, horse farms, mm-hmm. you know, trail riding programs that have nothing to do with equine therapy. So my suggestion is always, if someone is th- seeing a therapist or a counselor, ask them first. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a great suggestion is to start where you already have a trusted relationship and ask what would, you know, what would you suggest? Would you... Who's yeah. someone you, to kind of go through connections? I think that's the same way we get any of our relationships. Right, for right? sure. For what sure. What do you do when you need a mechanic? Yeah. And if you type in yeah, equine therapy for mental health, to make it more specific, or email me. I mean, we have a database of mm-hmm. equine therapists literally around the nation. That's good. That's awesome. That's good. So we had the opportunity to talk to. Um, Bobby and Marie, a little bit mm-hmm. about adventure therapy, which some of that's outside, some of it's not. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we haven't really talked to anyone about um, the value of spirituality and healing mm-hmm. from trauma. Oh. And I am fully aware that's another potential 10-hour conversation. Mm-hmm. But just, um, man, I'd love to hear you talk about that a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, and I think it's important to, to note how I got into that space because it looks kind of weird. Like you're an equine therapist and you do adventure wilderness therapy and what's the spiritual, where's the spirituality come from? And when you asked me earlier, Mackenzie, how I got into this, mm-hmm. it's because of my spirituality. Yeah. It's, it was, it is because of my, my faith and my relationship with my creator that got me into this space. And so at milestones, are we saying milestones are on site? Milestones, right? Yeah. Okay. So at Milestones, I love how we highlight every area of the human being from from spiritual, physical, mental, emotional. And spiritual care is so necessary for healing because if we don't know where our identity comes from, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to walk around feeling some sense of being lost or a slight slight confusion, if mm-hmm. you will. And so I love how we are able to help clients wherever they're at, meet them exactly in the space that they are in, no matter their beliefs or lack thereof, their background, their culture, and help guide them to a place of having a better understanding of their truth, mm-hmm. a deeper understanding, mm-hmm. one that's more rooted. So I think in metaphors, it's like we don't want to have a little sapling tree of spirituality. We want a tree that has roots that run so deep that when tornadoes come through, it is it might get blown over, but it's not going to get uprooted. Yep. We might lose some branches, but we're going to regrow them. Yeah. And boy, if if you don't get that, it, it life's tough as it is. Well, I appreciate so much what you're saying because I feel like we get a lot of clients that come to milestones that that don't feel like they have roots, mm-hmm. you know, that don't feel connected to themselves and others. And it could be because of an experience like a trauma, mm-hmm. but also a lot of it's the family they grew up mm-hmm. in. And sometimes it's even 
the spirituality or their lack of mm-hmm. in that family that they grew up in or even mm-hmm. like religious trauma sometimes. Mm-hmm. So totally. I'm just grateful that when we have folks that are really struggling in that area that we can utilize you to meet <laughs> with them and, and truly give them some clarity and some just uh, support. Mm-hmm. It's It's just very helpful. Absolutely, yeah. I think it, one of the things that I've got to experience and see really help our our clients is, like you said, with religious trauma or their upbringing, helping them piece out how are they holding their higher power accountable for what people have done to them. Mm. And Almost like projecting their anger yes. where it doesn't belong. Yes, and so adventure therapy and equine therapy ties so be- beautifully into that because what better place to be to learn more about the creator than amongst creation, nature, <laughs> horses. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's there's such good there's such good teachers and and segues for people to step into that and down that path. And it can feel in a safe manner. Yeah, it feels safe and approachable. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. There have been so many people who let's say they they used to pray, they had a faith, and they have not prayed in years except for when they're with that horse. Mm. Walking next to, or going on that hike, or being outside. It's it's such a humbling thing to see someone step back into that or step into it for the first time in their life. And something about being in the presence of something larger than yourself. I think you were talking earlier that so much of our narratives is like, the world revolves around me, good and bad, you yes. know, narcissistic or from a victim standpoint. But to be in nature, to be with horses, it really is a humbling experience to remember like, oh, I'm just a small piece of this. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Or it's like when the client comes to you and says, you know, I really want to believe in something. Mm-hmm. I, I know I, I, I'm struggling with that. And I want to believe in something that's bigger and greater than me. And I only feel comfortable or safe outside or only feel, mm. I feel most connected when I'm brushing this horse. Mm-hmm. Well, you can use the horse as, as, as the tangible example there of, do these horses know how to talk to each other? Yes. Okay. Are they communicating with each other? Yes. Great. How do they learn that? Where did that come from? Mm. Who taught them? All those things. There's always something bigger and better behind mm-hmm. the creature in front of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. Um, and so what I'm hearing you say is that there's a lot of room for questioning curiosity yes. and maybe even giving someone permission that maybe their faith background didn't give them to mm-hmm. ask broad questions and really explore and find what it means for them. Yes, we welcome that. I love exactly. that. Exactly, yeah, in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks to the holistic nature of one, what we do here, but also the holistic nature of trauma that it impacts you on every level, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's um, it's essential. I think we want to be like, okay, I'm just going to deal with the trauma here or whatever. But what I think we've learned from this series is that it's so holistic and so expansive. And, and to really recover and address that, there's little pieces to pull in to find our healing. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So good. Well, Megan, Guys. this has been so good. If you or someone you love is struggling with the negative effects of unaddressed trauma, 
the safety, community, and expert care of the residential experience at Milestones may offer the individualized help and healing you need. Milestones is a -a one-of-a-kind, holistic, and specialized residential trauma treatment experience, serving individuals adversely affected by symptoms of unaddressed trauma, including anxiety, depression, codependency, and PTSD. This innovative and integrative program offers a variable length of stay from 30 to 90 days, specific to individual needs. When life feels like too much, Milestones offers a refuge and a place of healing. Learn more at milestonesatonsite.com. Also, we'd love to help you explore the right option for you. You can connect with our admissions team for a confidential call at 1-800-341-7432 or email them at admissions at onsiteworkshops.com. You deserve this.